Hey ladies, and welcome to the Water with Lemon podcast. This is Emma Cook, your host, and I am so glad you are here listening today. This is a podcast by a 20-something for 20-somethings in hopes that we can be encouraged, inspired, and challenged in this crazy time of life. So grab something refreshing and let's get going. Hey ladies, welcome back to the podcast. I think we have officially entered real fall weather here in Texas and I'm getting all the cozy sweater and boot vibes going on here. This week on the podcast, we are talking with Rebecca Lyons, and Rebecca recently released a 52-week devotional in which she encourages us to trust who God says He is despite our circumstances. And one example that I loved that she mentioned was about Moses being, quote-unquote, underqualified, and that being the very reason that God chose him, so that the power and might of God would be ever more visible in him. So why wouldn't he use us? So get cozy and let's get on with it. Yes, I'm so excited to have you. I I have to say that you've been on my bucket list since like the very beginning of when I started this show, which was, I mean, this spring, I think will be four years which is like so weird to think that wow. I've done it this long like oh, I just that's... <laughs> awesome. congrats for that that's Thanks. amazing yeah I, I just that. remember I think it was around that time maybe a little bit earlier that I read uh you are free and mm-hmm. just was so impacted by it because anxiety is such a big part of my story so um wow. yeah well just... praise God thank you for sharing I'm so grateful yeah. that it helped, you know, yeah. every little bit we hear from a lot of different people who kind of help us absolutely get strong. So yeah. yeah. And it looks so different for everybody, but you know, even just like little hints of, oh, that did happen to somebody else. And like, I'm mm-hmm. not alone in that, you know, is mm-hmm. so helpful, mm-hmm. um, to be able to hear or read about or hear about mm-hmm. from different people. Okay. This is, yeah. this is not because the enemy wants you to feel very alone in anxiety. Yes. So yeah. Yeah. Well, good. Well, thanks for having me. Let's jump in. Yes. Let's jump in. Tell us a little bit about, uh, what life is like for you these days, Rebecca. Well, you know, we're in launch mode, so that's fun. Um, I only do, you know, I do uh, like books every, this, I guess is my fifth. And then I did a a planner and journal with rhythms last year. So Mm -hmm. it's fun. I love it. You know, the fall is busy because of kids and we launched a a son to college this year and we have a little one joy who's in second grade. So we're covering all the seasons (laughs) of parenting. And my husband and I both co-run a nonprofit that we founded 18 years ago. And that is all about helping Christians engage culture. So as you can tell, our cultural moment is very fraught with, mm-hmm. um, you know, a lot of division and our heart is really to bring the church together around a lot of difficult topics, but in love and grace and leaning in yeah. to listen and understand. So that's, that's my world. And it kind of is just depends on the day. <laughs> right. Yeah. So what is that like for you right now with your ministry and just what is going on in our world right now? Like, what are you seeing and what are like, the hard things that you're having to kind of explore with the Lord in this season? Well, just that God, Jesus' final prayer is that we would be one. And it does feel like there's kind of a spirit of division that keeps jumping around on different topics 
that are cultural divides and they don't have to be, they really don't have to be. Um, but like when something's attached to a spirit, it just tends to kind of um, jump around and you see it in a lot of different ways. And so we can get antagonistic and we really are all under the cross. We are all under the resurrection. We don't have to pick apart and parse out every little thing that we can find wrong with one another, whether you mm-hmm. fall on one side or the other side. Um, it's, it's still comes back to going, are we God's church? And do we model love towards one another? even if we don't agree on everything politically, that's okay. Yeah. I mean, that's what civility was for. <laughs> right. That everyone would actually not be told what to think, but they would operate by their personal convictions on what they're hearing and make informed consent based on those things. And I don't know why everything has to be so personal and has to be such an attack. So mm-hmm. that's my heart is just like, let's come back under the cross. And if we can't love each other, then the, tr- the world will not care about faith. Right. Yeah, that's so true. And I know that there's a lot of talk right now of just how there is kind of a line being drawn in the sand of like, okay, like, are you going to be for real about this? Or are you going to follow the world? Because really, you've got to choose one or the other now. It's not, you can't be lukewarm in the middle. It's like, you're either going to follow what the world is saying, or you're going to follow what Jesus is saying. And so yeah, that's a big And the thing. reminder is, we are not, we are, we are, we are temporary residents of a kingdom mm. of man. Like we are strangers and aliens. We are sons and daughters of God. Um, and so we get the opportunity to see this as temporary. And so how do we steward our time here on this earth, on this side of eternity? How do we love? How do we bear the fruit of the spirit? Knowing that there will be a lot of disagreement on what faithfulness looks like. Mm-hmm. And I'm just asking God to get loud, honestly, yeah. just if I can't clothe myself with humility and kindness and at least listen, lean in and listen, even if I don't agree, then that's not showing the image of God in somebody else. Mm. That's not re- respecting and responding to that. So I'm, I'm, I'm just working on myself. That's where I'm at. (laughs) You're right. I think we're all in that boat for sure. (laughs) And so you just wrote a devotional, right? So you have several books, but this is your first devotional. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. And so tell us about um, what it's all about and, you know, just kind of what led you to write it. So a surrendered yes is really just a daily call to lay down our life and to follow Jesus. And it's not a popular message, you know, because it's hard. Mm. It's really hard. Nobody really wants to surrender. We don't choose to surrender, but I do believe surrender chooses us. Mm -hmm. And it's really Jesus coming to us and saying, are you willing to lose your life so you can find it? So what I find in my own life and what I've seen in, you know, just people that I love is that when things get hard, we tend to double down in our grip of those things that we're Mm. feel like we're losing. And I think these last 18 months modeled that like we want life to go back like it was. And the reality is it's not. Mm. And there is, um, surrender is very much accepting what is accepting what, where things are and going, God, there is something that you have allowed. There is a reason you have allowed this season to be here. You are not confused. You are not stressed out. You are not, I mean, you might be grieved, but you're still allowing, um, a shift. You are, you're allowing a shift in the church. You're allowing a shift in the Mm -hmm. world at large. You're allowing a shift in all of our hearts. And what it's requiring is us to surrender what we thought we had, or that when life didn't go as planned Mm -hmm. and go, God, I don't know what you have, but I choose to trust that it's good. Mm -hmm. And 
it might be a pruning, it might be a refining season, it might be a humbling season, but all those things are for our good. Um, if we just operate an autopilot and don't really need God because we figured it out, then we're missing out on the whole purpose of being a son and daughter of God is to have communion and relationship with him. And that that strengthens when we are dependent on him. It just mm-hmm. does. When we're coming to him more regularly because we need him, all of a sudden we start to bear the fruit of the spirit again. So we, we start to feel more love and more joy and more peace because we're getting it from him, not ourselves. Mm-hmm. And when things start going fine for a season, I think we get a little bit, I can be tempted to get on autopilot and like, I love God and I'm grateful for him, but I'm kind of like really trusting in my plans and my dreams and my mm-hmm. purposes and my, um, anoint, you know, my kind of my will. Yeah. And, um, I don't want to live that way. I can live that way for a season, but ultimately it leads to destruction because it's when we follow our fleshly desires to the end, it leads to death. Scripture says in Hebrews 6, 8, that the, 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 the mind fixed on the flesh leads to death. And that's mm. basically whatever the world promises you that's temporary. Yeah. But when the mind is fixed on the spirit, it leads to life and peace. And we are spinning out as a society because we're fixed on what we want. We're fixed on our way and all the things we can self-preserve and, um, the spirit though, if we let those things go and we release control of the outcome, and then all of a sudden we're like, wow, I actually just was able to have a big exhale. Like Mm -hmm. that my belovedness by God is not contingent on my performance or my achievements or my latest accomplishment. My worth is very much connected to the heart of God who loves me and just wants relationship with me. Mm-hmm. Why do we get so ahead of him? You know, like, right. He's, he's the reason we're here. And so it's very humbling for me in this last season to go, God, I want my yes to be willing to put all the chips in the middle of the table to trade what I know and what I've learned. Cause I've, you know, had experience and be less self-centered around those things and more willing to just embrace the interruption of God, because I do truly believe that it leads to life and peace. I believe it leads to growth. I don't, I don't want to numb out when I don't get my way. I don't Mm -hmm. want to escape. Mm -hmm. I want to lean in and go, God, there's something you're trying to grow in me. And while it's painful and I don't really want it, (laughs) I know that I'll be a different person two years from now as Mm -hmm. a result. Yeah. I like that you said that often our first response to, you know, kind of not wanting to deal with what's going on is to numb out and it can look different in so many ways. And most of my listeners are somewhere, um, you know, either fresh out of college or kind of just navigating the twenties and all the changes that come with that. And so, you know, specifically maybe to them, what, you know, themes of your devotional do you think really apply to kind of what 20 somethings are going through right now, you know, and yeah. The season well, of life. Funny that you ask. I spoke at a college last night. And yeah, it's the most fun. I love the zeal of the next generation. Yeah. And it was lit. <laughs> it was so fun. <laughs> I was like, y'all are amazing. Can I just come so back fun. every day? Um, because I see a lot of potential. Um, I think there's a lot coming against your generation, but so goes the darkness. So goes the light. And I, in that Mm. room last night, I was at Lee university. It was like their annual convocation. There's probably, I don't know, 5,000 watching from different places. And then Mm. I'm in the room and 
I just felt such an energy of the spirit, life and peace, like kind of like you're pressing into these, this season because you want to have a mark. You want to mm-hmm. make a mark with God and you're, and you are surrendered. You're kind of, you don't have anything that left to lose. Now, right. I think what's interesting is that like your age have less to lose. So they're will, more willing to risk. And they mm-hmm. really don't want to be complacent because you're like, hey, you get this one wild and crazy life. Like, let's lean in. Let's embrace it. And then like a couple decades later, you got like stuff and kids mm-hmm. and bills. And you're like, oh, and you're this just stinks. trying to self-preserve. <laughs> yeah, you're kind of trying to self-preserve. And it's, and yeah, God is still just trying to invite us back to like, do you want to follow me? Because if you follow mm-hmm. me, it'll mean letting go of what you hold dear and you'll still embrace an adventure with me. And sometimes you get older and you're like, that just sounds tired, <laughs> but, yeah. but God is not asking us to check out at 30 or 40 or 50. He's like, live. If you, if you trust that the enemy wants to steal your life and your dreams and your future and your hope, know that I want to come, I've come to give you life and that you would have it to the full in your dreams and your future and your hope. Mm-hmm. So don't check out early. Um, but just know that it's going to come from me, not from you. We usually burn out because we pour out from an empty well. Mm -hmm. And basically I'm just going back to like, Hey, if we can just receive the love of God, we would have a lot on overflow. Like we would Mm -hmm. have enough on tap to pour it out to somebody else. And it would be less about us and, uh, you know, solving our personal problems, but more about other people who we can bless because it is better to give then receive it does it kind of activates a different part of your brain what that's what gratitude does and inter- right. and then anxiety is interrupted by gratitude because mm-hmm. anxiety is just us obsessing about the future and our our safety within it yeah. and and god is just going hey i've got you um why don't you take your eyes and put them back on me you know mm-hmm. i will keep her in perfect peace whose mind is fixed on me because she trusts in me so if i trust in him and I keep my mind and my gaze on him, the anxiety doesn't really have as much of a root because I'm going back to like the creator of the heavens and the earth holds my future Mm. and he holds all these things together. And so I don't care how loud people are online. I don't care. I really do not care because that is not my help or my hope. I go back to the word and go, God, you have never changed just because new people are now saying another antagonistic thing online. Mm -hmm. Your word of life and peace has never changed for generations to generations to generations. You have not changed. Mm -hmm. So let me go back to the stable foundational force of my faith again. So as far as topics in your age, I mean, there's three sections of this devotional. I have it right here. You can't see it because we're recording audio, but <laughs> there's three sections. One saying yes to God, one saying yes to yourself. And the last one is saying yes to others. And I think some of the times the things that, um, you know, rise to the surface for me, there's one on asking the impossible. And it's really about God inviting us into things that like with Moses, where he's like, I'm not good with words. They won't listen to me. You know, I think a lot of times mm-hmm. your generation's like, I don't have the experience. Mm-hmm. I'm, there's so much, someone so much smarter saying something in the same message that I'm in. Why would I need to? And mm-hmm. God just said, Hey, I choose you because you're weak, because my strength is made perfect in your weakness. I'm actually going mm-hmm. after and anointing the people who know that they are weak. They actually trust God to show up. He says, open your mouth and I will fill it. Yeah. And so when we kind of jump and risk towards the calling and the invitation of God and our vocation at your age, there's so much trust attached to that, right? Like you could get mm-hmm. ego in, but why would you, when God is going, Hey, I'm inviting you to something that we're going to do together. 
And I'm going to fill you up and and carry you in that. Another one is the blessing of friendship. I think Mm. we're in a loneliness epidemic. And I really think God is asking us to trust him with our friendships, trust Mm. that he asks us to choose um, one of the passages here or one of the, let me see if I can find it. Um, Blessing of friendships, 42. But basically he's saying, what if we trust God with our friendships? What if we... um, Trust that he places the right people in our lives at the right times. When we're authentic, when we bless and love, we find a community of love. It's this community that gives us the courage to go out in the world and be the blessing we were made to be. Reach out and be intentional. Um, and and also trusting God to let some of the friendships go, right? Sometimes yeah. we hold on and we're trying to True. please other people because we want, we're so in need of that approval of man. But hey, if you're right with God and your heart is clean and pure before him, and you really do feel the belovedness of him, you feel loved by him, mm-hmm. then you're less offended if someone doesn't text you back or didn't invite you to something. And you're like, you know what, God, I know that you're going to bring the right people that there's just an ease there. Mm-hmm. Like you don't have to hustle for a friend. You don't. Yeah. Um, if you're vulnerable and they don't respond, maybe they're still working through their stuff. Don't write them off, but don't feel like you're taking it personal there's personal rejection or there's something wrong with you just because somebody else is still working through stuff. Mm-hmm. I think if we could just re- erase that spirit of offense and just go, God, everyone's fighting a battle that you are with them in. And I trust your mercy and grace over them and help me just love them. Even when they're really unkind or it mm-hmm. hurts, like, because this isn't about me, this is about what you're doing in them. And that just helps us become more secure in our friendships. Yeah. Those are two examples. Yeah, those are good ones for sure. And I can see how those, you know, um, were helpful whenever I was, you know, in college, out of college, and even now, like those are really um, good themes for sure. And so a couple more fun questions for you as we close out. First one, what are you like reading, listening to, watching? You can pick any or all of those. Mm, okay. What am I reading? Well, I'm reading the soul of desire by Kurt Thompson. He wrote the soul of shame Oh, yes, and, yes. um, which is such a great book, but his new one comes out in a couple weeks called the soul of desire. So I got oh. to read it early to endorse it, which I was so thankful for because I nerd out on his books and underline cool. half the book, but <laughs> this is all about, um, embracing the beauty of God and, and the connection with God through community. Mm. Um, and he's really asking the reader, what do you really want? And so I, I think that's a great book. That's what I'm reading. Um, yeah. And then what I'm like, what's kind of saving my life is I just get outside in nature and I walk a ton. Like I get mm. from my rhythms of renewal book. I have several rhythms I do every day without fail because it centers me and it, it anchors me in him first thing. And then in his nature. And, and then I move my body because it mm-hmm. actually gives me a lot more energy to keep going at three o'clock instead of like want to take a nap, even though Mm -hmm. naps are great. (laughs) There are certain days I just can't do that. So just try to be really mindful of how I fuel my body and then how I fuel my mind first thing Mm -hmm. in the morning um, to have something extra to give to other people. Yeah, that's good. What would you say to somebody who's, you know, trying to figure out how to establish some of those rhythms? Yeah. Well, the first thing is taking inventory of your life. And we've talked about that in Rhythms of Renewal, or you can take the rhythms quiz. Honestly, you can learn what your healthiest rhythm is at rebeccalyons.com slash, I think it's called, um, slash rhythms quiz, rhythms dash quiz. And it's, it's rest, restore, connect, create. And once you kind of know what comes more natural, like maybe you're really strong in your like personal walk with God, but your, Mm -hmm. your health isn't great. 
then there's some tips to help you in the store with them, which is your physical strength. Um, or cool. maybe you're really great at the gym, but like your relationships are suffering and you've had a lot of hurt or betrayal. Mm-hmm. Then the, then the connect rhythm is something that you need to kind of, um, hone in on. And those are all about, mm-hmm. you know, forgiveness and vulnerability and friendship and all of that. And then finally, the last rhythm is create. And so maybe you're venturing out and you just want some steps on like recovering your passion and trusting God and saying yes to risk. A lot of what we're talking about today, Mm -hmm. uh, that book will help you rhythms of renewal, not to talk about that, but that definitely is kind of my anchor, Mm -hmm. um, for a new way of life. It is just the way I'll live forever. It's how I will focus on those four areas of my life, the the inner life, the, the physical life, the relational life, and the vocational life to make sure that I'm in sync with what God has for me. Mm, I love that. Perfect. We, we nailed two out of no three of your books today. Come on. <laughs> no, what was that about? That's and funny. I'm like, I'm thinking about how each one of them, I'm like, there's some of the most beautiful covers out of any oh, books yeah. I've ever had too. Like I'm, I'm oh, well, picturing um, all three of those right now. And I'm like, they're so beautiful. How? Yeah. Well, it's the same artist. It's the same artist. I know at some point. Love it. Well, like, don't ah. let her go then because she is killing it. Yeah. She's amazing. She's amazing. Well, thank yes. you for having me on. Yes. I love talking thank about Thank you for coming on. Yes. I really appreciate it. And I hope well, that God blesses just your new de- devotional and um, that many people are able to just draw closer to the Lord through it. Thank you, friend. Take care. Yes. You too. You guys, I am so thankful for this conversation with Rebecca today, and I just pray that her words have really encouraged you to trust the Lord no matter what and to embrace His presence as you walk through life. So until next week, my friends, stay fresh, my people.